Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, this is a huge milestone episode for us this week. Uh, we got our first guest. Andrew, would you like to... Let's go, boys. Uh, I have my close friend Michael Bechet joining us today. Uh, Michael, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Hey, story? thank you for having me on the podcast. My name is Michael. I'm 22 right now. Fucking child, still. And uh, I currently go to USC right now for dental school. I'm in my second trimester of my first year. So learning a lot, still have way too much to learn to even think about, but I'm excited to learn it all. And I'm living right now in LA, in South Central, so. (laughs) So a a little background story on how I met Michael, he actually, we played in the same high school basketball program as well as Brandon, so we go we go back quite a few years now, um, and definitely very excited to have him on. I think we wanted to start by kind of talk, getting to know Michael a little bit, um, and talk about like your experience not only in dental school, which is obviously we can't relate, but how is it living in like you said South Central LA, coming from where we come from? I'm sure it's like a culture shock. So living in South Central is definitely an adjustment. It's not as bad as some people think. It's just like there's certain little things that you definitely take for granted living in Orange County. So being able to like, just like walk to my car at night without being sus about everything around me or like (laughs) even like street parking my car. Like I do that now at street parks, um, like down the street and I'm gonna, but like you have to move it every Wednesday and Thursday for like street sweeping. Orange County isn't, nobody has to deal with that ever. Um, right. It's just like certain things. It's all about like awareness. Like it's. I feel like it's the same with any city, specifically. Like no matter where you're living, just be aware of your surroundings. USC does a pretty good job of making sure that we don't put ourselves in those situations. So they pay for lifts after like five or six p.m. Like every single day of the week, you get a, like a free get free lifts for wherever you want within a certain zone around USC. So I can always just like leave lab and go home yeah. or uh, I can lift to like frat parties and to a bar and then back to my house for free pretty much. So it's nice to be able to like do all that. Yeah. Okay, I see. Now, how would you compare that to, because I know we didn't really get into it, but I, you did your undergrad in San Diego, so like how would you compare... San Diego is more similar to OC than LA is. LA is a mess, dude. LA is, LA is not... I'm still getting used to it, obviously. There's, like, fun parts to it. It's a different city. I'm excited to kind of see all the different parts to it because uh, it's a new place. I'm going to be here for four years, so I might as well enjoy it. But San Diego's way more relaxed. It's right. more like Orange County in the point to the part that, like, you have a downtown to go to and you have so many different parts of San Diego to go out in and, like, see. Orange County is pretty, like... There's a couple places you can go out, but it's more suburban, really family-oriented. Like, there's UCI there. There's, like, I think maybe one or two other, like, community colleges. But San Diego's definitely more of a college town. It's, I think, where a lot of younger people are, more often than not. L.A. is a good mix of both. I feel, I, I agree. Like, I've spent a fair amount of time, in, I mean, obviously, we live kind of in between both of them. And I don't know how Brandon and Esson feel, but, like, my experiences in L.A. and San Diego have been, like, different. And I agree that San Diego, like... Like, I, what I really like about San Diego is that I feel like it's, like, a hybrid yeah. of L.A. and O.C., meaning, like, there's a lot of suburbs. There's also, like, the beach towns feel like beach towns, whereas in L.A., everything feels very, like, tourist attraction and, like, traffic is crazy. Like, the beaches are a little dirtier. 
and uh, I feel like San Diego does a, like a good job of offering yeah. different, like like his vibes, like different um, places and things to do. Um, Brandon, has some thoughts? San Diego versus I'll LA. I'll avoid LA. Like, you should. As best you as really should. Can. I, I think San Diego for like your average person, like it's a lot cleaner version of LA to be honest. And it's a lot yeah. more subdued and relaxed and the traffic isn't as bad. And like they just built that new like a uh, trainer, like the train the or what they're calling it, like the um trolley, like the trolley system or whatever the San Diego have. It's like it's decent public transport, you know, it's not amazing, but it's like decent. And like I definitely think for the average person they might enjoy San Diego more. You know, for the most part, unless you're in certain parts of LA. You know, you can afford to live in certain yeah. parts, but if you can, then I think San Diego might be better, especially for, like, most jobs, too. Like, for me personally, for biomedical engineering, like, I probably won't be in L.A. Like, if I come back, I'd probably be in San Diego anyway, so it's, like, much more... There's just more open. Fun. I like, like it's it. more of an open city, and, like, yeah, I don't, like, obviously, like, for me, when I'm doing school and stuff, I'm mostly indoors. All my classes are online still because of COVID, and... Like, I go in person to school maybe, like, once every two weeks or once a yeah. week or something. And uh, so I, there's not really a whole lot, like, of time for me to, like, go out and see L.A. So it's kind of nice that it's more relaxed that way. Because, like, L.A. is already hectic as is, like, no matter what part you're going out in. Like, there's always something going down somewhere we get like robbery reports yeah. every like two days on email it feels like so literally yeah did you use that 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 uh was it next door app or something where it tells you every single thing that's going on wait you, like, <laughs> no actually i've never heard of that <laughs> those there, are that app is that app is really weird because like you'll you'll be on there like scrolling through it just like you get the notifications it's like every five minutes it's like Man in Spider-Man costume breaking into Ford Cadillac <laughs> off of 57th Street. We have, void area. We have something Florida. called the Citizen app here, and that uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, so we can we see if it's kind of really depressing here because if you get it, it's just crime, 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 <laughs> crime, 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 crime. But like the crime rate here is not relatively high in terms of like per capita, but still it's enough to like, oh man, a man found dead, and it's like seven minutes seven away from minutes. him. Like that's just you know. That's great. Yeah, but like the thing about those apps, you also remember like if you look at if you look at it like percentage wise, like especially for US, I'm big in New York. There's an absurd. I mean, YouTube Beach. Like, there's so many people in both cities that even if you were to get notifications every five minutes, that's still such a minuscule percentage of the actual population. I like. I honestly, it's kind of wild. Whenever I read the robbery emails or like the crime alerts, because it'll be like student minding his own business at a park bench gets pushed over by two like hispanic dudes and then they like run away with all his stuff and then at the end of the email they're like by the way race is not used in making these decisions whatsoever like in big bold letters because i think like three years ago they didn't have that in the email and somebody reported it and was all like you just you're saying these things without any sort of like factual basis whatsoever like, people don't even get a good look, really, at what happened. They're just mostly shocked by, like, oh, like all my shit is gone. Or all my, like, whatever my car got stolen. Like, and it's... It, it could happen, like, at any time. And that's, I think, one of the parts that I don't like about L.A. Versus San Diego. Is I did the walk from my house to school one time. Hated it. 
just did not. Dude, yeah, it's like on the way back, I got, I got harassed by like a homeless guy in a wheelchair, and he was like, "Can you push me six blocks that way?" And I was like, "No, bro, I have like things to do." <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, the audacity! The audacity to ask you, to, bro, six blocks in LA. Is and like, and no, I said no. I was like, "Nah, sorry, I got stuff to do." And he was like, "You fucking bitch!" And I was like, "Bro, it's not that deep. Like, what did you think I was gonna say?" It's 97 degrees outside and I'm in scrubs. <laughs> Look, San Diego sus too though. Like I remember one of the first times I went out in San Diego. Uh, yeah, the first time I went out to a bar in general, I was with Lauren and um, our like Andrew and I's mutual friends, Jack, and uh, his girlfriend Mackenzie. Oh, and no, no, this is another time. And we were Ubering back. We were by like Petco Park, dude. I don't know how we ended up at Petco Park, but we did. And. We had to Uber back because we wa- were trying to walk around to find like a hookah bar to go to, and there was just nothing was open because like it was still um, twenty twenty September or something at the beginning of COVID kind of, and like we got our Uber got there and like this lady just like walks up from behind us wearing like a red jacket. She worked at Petco Park and she was like, "Hey, are you guys leaving soon?" And we we're like, "Yeah." And she was like, okay, good, because I'm calling the cops. There's a dude, like, masturbating in the in the parking garage right behind you. And, like, I swear to God, I turned around, and Lauren was like, don't look, he's behind the stairs. And homie was just, like, going. Yeah, he was just going at Boy, it. Was like going didn't, crazy. Didn't have. <laughs> oh, my God. His shit was on quiver. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It, I, every city has its share of homeless people, I feel like. So it's not that big of a... It's, like, something I feel like you have to get used to if you're going to move to a city. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like, I, a while back, I sh- it felt so good. And I'm not, like, trying to, like, you know, like, gas myself or anything. But it was my first time really doing, like, ever, other than, like, high school, like, mandatory community service hours. I was part of this project that we, we put together, like, five, I believe, 5,000 or seven. I think it was 5,000 backpacks for the homeless. And I got an email, like, a week later saying that every single backpack Hell had yeah. been taken and helped somebody out. So just the thought that you could five, you could five, you could find 5,000 homeless people and, like, 36 hours yeah. is the same to me. Well, and I think the thing is, too, is like is they, so many. cities actually offer a lot of good programs. I know San Francisco is especially big on this one, like giving them housing, a bed, food, like clothes on their back and stuff. I don't know how it works exactly, yeah. but it's like specific rooms. The, the problem with a lot of those yeah, yeah. is that a lot of people don't want to use them. And uh, like, there's a, like, if we're going to get into a discussion, we could talk, like, 10 hours on this and, like, where there's good and bad. But a big thing is there's a lot of, like, hassles and rules to it. And in terms of what you can bring in and what you can bring out, and if a lot of these people, you know, if they're on, like, certain substance abuse issues, then they don't want to stay at these places because they can because they'll get tested and they'll get kicked out anyway. So, like, whether you want to argue, like, oh, maybe they should, like, help them through that stuff and this and that. But, yeah, there's a lot of housing, but there's so many rules of when you can enter, when you can exit, that it's not really viable for a lot of these people who don't have their life in order. So that's why you see a lot of people on the streets. But even that, I mean, we won't get too deep into it, but I don't even think that's a bad thing, right? Because, like, you also have to look out for the ones who aren't on substances and stuff. It's a choice at the end of the day, but it's also a very hard choice because I feel like if you're that deep into it, it's hard to just be like, no, I'll give it up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a f- yeah. Now, so Beach, like, obviously, I mean, I guess they don't know, but I was curious, because, like, I know you're in dental school now, and, like, how much of you deciding that path was, I know your dad's in that, in this, like, that field as well, so how much of that do you think is, like, 
your general interest or like do you think it's kind of something you were like molded into or maybe it's like part of your culture yeah like, so truthfully to go in that route? when i was a kid i was just kind of always around that to be honest i never really thought about like i don't know whenever i got the question like seventh grade I'd be like what did you want to be when you grow up i didn't I didn't really care. So I was like, oh, I'll be a firefighter. I'll be a policeman. Like, I just put some random... I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. But I always had dentistry in the back of my mind because I'm like, oh, that's what my dad does. Seems I... And... You know, as I got older, um, I spent a lot of time in the office when I was a kid. And, you know, when I uh, kind of grew up, I would always go there every now and then. He'd pick me up from school and I'd just kind of hang out there see what he was doing. So it always interested me and I always thought it was cool. Like, he's a doctor. It's, it's like a sick thing to be. And um, and then I started getting older, and, I, and kind of towards the end of high school, beginning of college, when I really started to realize, like, oh man, like they're gonna start figuring something out. So I gave it a try. My freshman year of college, I went to University of San Diego for undergrad, but I joined a UCSD pre dental society and uh, volunteered there for at least the first two years of um, undergrad. So I would go into clinic and like work with like a real dentist on homeless people that, you know, couldn't afford, um, you know, paid dental care at all. So UCSD set up this thing that offered them basically free dental care using really good materials, clinics. There were four of them based in San Diego. Um, it was a really good experience because it kind of, yeah, it kind of just yeah, taught me. Sounds awesome that the job itself is a lot more than just like the actual work. Like you have to be a people person to enjoy it because it's half your job is talking to somebody and asking them what's wrong and like dealing with anything else that might come your way. But yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. It's kind of like art school, to be honest, but human lives are on the line because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel... And how much... Like also, and I, I'd love to get like Esson and Brandon's perspective, like... Because uh, uh, something about, like, today's episode is that there's three or four different, like, home cultures here. Like, right, we have, like, Hispanic culture, um, Assan's family's from Iran, you're Egyptian, Michael. Um, and, like, so I was curious, because, like, for example, in my family, like, it was never, yeah. like, if. It was, like, you're going to college. Um, and, like, I, I kind of, it was really, like, this, what's the saying? Like, it, it takes, like, a village or whatever. Like, I had, like, aunts and uncles ever since I was a little kid, like, taking me to visit different colleges. Like, taking me, like... I don't know, shadow people at different, like, industries to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and so, I, like, how was that with you guys, Michael, Esson, and Brandon? I mean, I get the feeling it's, like, a similar thing. Like, it, college was not an option. And in reality, is like, I don't know how you feel about it now, but, like, I, I've kind of noticed, like, there's been, like, this trend of, like, people advocating that you don't need college, and I agree you don't need it, right? But, like, I feel like at a young age, it's, it's a good thing to aim for unless something else comes up before then, right? Um, but, like, so how was, like, the whole idea of going to college... How was that experience like in your individual cultures or families? Uh, do you guys want to go first? I feel like I've been. I was saying the guest. The guest oh, should go first. Yeah, I'm a blush. They can't see me, <laughs> but I'm a blush. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that that was kind of just something like that wasn't disputed really. It was just kind of like accepted at a young age to be like, okay, like you work hard in elementary school so you can go to a good high school so you can go to a good college so you can go to dental school. Like that was pretty much like loosely set in stone for me since I was in high school and elementary school. And like I think college is valuable but not 
for the reasons that college advertises itself as valuable. So obviously, like, yes, you'll get a degree. Yes, you'll have a major. Yeah, you'll, you know, know one specific field generally well. But um, I feel like there's a lot of people today, especially, who are just as successful, if not more, without any sort of college degree whatsoever. I know a lot of my friends' parents don't have college degrees. And, like, I agree that it does set you apart. It gives you a certification that, like, I think it's, like, 10% of the world or something that has, you know what I mean? Like, a college degree isn't, it's not a, it's not a small feat. It's a, it's a big deal. Like, not a lot of people have that opportunity. In the U.S., it's a little more drawn out because I feel like, Andrew, I feel like you could agree with this, and Brandon, at SM, it was like, oh, what college are you going to? What did you apply to? Like, what? Our high school is, like, college translation rate. It's like, I think it's literally yeah, like 99%. Exactly. And it's very, like, I feel like high schools are pretty much just being built around that. Everything's just transition. Like, colleges are just transition to grad school, too, in the real world. Like, Yeah. Well, like, you know, I'm, I can come from a different perspective. It's, uh, like, when you guys are, I'm not going to, like, say specifically, when you guys are paying that much, like, the parents are, you're, they're, for the most part, obviously there's a religious component too, you know, but I don't think it's like really fitting for most people. But like, it's they're expecting you to get a better education and then these connections that can get you to these good schools. Meanwhile, a school like mine, you know, like shout out Tribuco Hills, you know, we uh, uh, we had a, at the end of the year, like for the seniors, we have this huge tarp with all the colleges people are going to. Then you have like, there were some really good schools. We had like, you know, we had like a, a Vanderbilt, a Stanford, some Berkeley's, you know, a Carnegie Mellon and like a Harvey Mudd. And then like, you know, your UCLA's, your UCI's, your UCSD's, you know, like a couple Oregon's. For some reason, a lot of people went to Boise fucking state. Tobacco <laughs> <laughs> High School. <laughs> God forbid, like why, I don't know. Huge yeah, item. and then it was like, like three rows of that, three columns of that, you know? And then you had five columns of, not that it's anything wrong with it, I'm just saying, there's five columns of IVC and Saddleback College, which are the two nearby community colleges in our area. So, and I think a lot of that just because they go, what, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go to community college. And even then, there's a lot of people who after just didn't care. Like even our, just our high school graduation rate isn't like, it's probably lower than your guys' college like four-year matriculation rate, like from SM to four-year colleges, it's probably higher than just our high school graduation rate. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a... Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm literally not exaggerating when I think, Brandon, correct me, you're beast if I'm wrong, but I literally think it was like 99.7%. It was high, it was high. No, no. No, and like, and like, no offense, like obviously I don't want to offend you three, but like SM, like you guys are like an okay, like, good private school like if you guys compare it to like a sage hill you know sage is insane which is like a really k a year yeah Yeah. i'm like they they have like yeah they have like 15 20 kids go to ivies every year and then like the lowest of the lows like they get into ucla it's like that kind of a thing but that's what i'm saying there's like there's like there's levels to this you know and even even my high school like is a really good high school like we have a lot of good outcomes like tribuco hills is a good like academic high school especially like compared to orange county it's a good public high school compared to the fucking world it's like a top-notch high school public high school it's just you know there's not a lot of competition because like most people don't give a shit and like going back on this point you know a lot of people say don't you don't need to go to college anymore I hate it because the entire conversation about that is like you don't like they're they're implying it but they don't say it explicitly it's like oh you don't need a college to make money and that's completely true if you want to become rich you do not need to go to college but there's certain things college gets you two things like one is like for Michael like I don't think you'd go to a dentist that didn't go to college right (laughs) it was so funny because I okay I'm gonna just 
I'm an idiot sometimes. And so when I graduated in May of 2021, I never got my diploma until about like two weeks ago. So I spent the first trimester of dental school being like, damn, dude, I wonder when they're going to like reach out and be like, yo, where's your fucking degree? Like, did you even finish? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, did you even graduate? Did and I kept getting emails from like the academic records be like, yo, like, did you get your diploma yet? And I was like, nah, I didn't. <laughs> and I had to call USD and be like, where's like, where's my paper? And it was some bullshit, like, you have to pay $32 off this one textbook, and then your student accounts will be settled. And I'm like, y'all really withheld my four-year diploma over 30 bucks. I could have Venmo'd you. Like, soup. Like, have you, have you seen how much my tuition was? Yeah, Are you serious? and so it's just, like, stuff like that. Like, college opens yeah. up a lot of doors for you, but it's in no way necessary. I think it just makes things easier. But it's not necessary. Another thing, another thing is that, it, like it really depends what you want to do right like if you want to be a doctor a lawyer a dentist you know the work at, like there's certain things you need to go to, like there's hard skills that you need to be like doing research and learning and the best way to do that or at least the most like practical way to do that is with like people like professors and it's like your classmates it's like, like hey people they go but you can learn it all online no you fucking can't i'm sorry but no you can't and yeah. You don't have access to labs. And it's just, it's, it's like, easy. it's not, like, I just, like, it's just such a pointless argument that I like, just stop having it, you know? And it's something where, like, there's a, there is a quantifiable college experience to where I think you should get your education whenever, but when you're in your, like, age 19 to 23 is when you should have this college experience because, like, your formative years and it goes through other, your, with your peers who are also well, trying to learn like how to live life. that's the value of it. That's what I mean. This like, college is more than just Yeah, it's like... You, learn so much about like real life because you're living on your own i feel like most people are living on their own for like the very first time like yeah but like i will say that that it's not meant for everyone you know that's, no of, co- of course that's, not i, I think but. you know our, our high school was a it was a college prep high school and uh, when i was in college i was going and i was looking at joining the marine corps as an officer afterwards which you can't join any branch of the military as an officer without a college degree right so you know, it, there's a benefit there uh, just in that regard just a little bit higher pay and better living standards but um my my selection officer was like oh yeah i'm sure you saw the recruiters walking around your high school like that are you know all year i'm like we never saw like a, a marine recruiter or an army recruiter or any recruiter like once That's in the entire so time we were there. and there's a whole there's an entire, you know, that's, I was like, there's so many kids that, you know, Andrew, you and I graduated with that you saw them kind of, you know, they went for like a semester or a year and then they dropped out and they went and did something else. They started working and, you know, doing other things. They did a lot, they were a lot more successful out working or doing something else in the, in the real world than just, you know, going through these formative, you know, living on their own in college and studying and partying with friends. There was other things. So I do think that, you know, it's not meant for everyone. You know, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of value in going into the trades and into the military and, and you know working and doing other things than there are you know just going and sitting around at university. And I think that's one of the big switches right. society is having right now is is um, university is just becoming way too expensive to like it's it's just becoming way too cost ineffective to to actually go and take out those loans. It actually screws people over. Unless you're in their life, you know they yeah. they get the education, but that's that's it. That's the point. Is it's so expensive? Like I'm gonna be in debt approximately seven hundred k when I finish dental school. Like that, and USC is not even the most expensive one. I think UOP is like one eighty five a year or something like that, or it's some insane number. But USC is one sixty a year, and 
And I remember during orientation week, they were telling us, they were like, don't worry about the money, it'll come. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's kind of something. Imagine imagine you drop out after like like six months before you're about to graduate dental school and now you're you know 580k in debt mm-hmm. without the degree so one of the yeah so one of the most like, i it just it comes with the profession and i think any profession has like you have risks to the job you know as you're a dentist i don't think it's, it's talked about a lot but your like whole musculoskeletal health and posture and everything plays into like how long you can do the job we've had people come talk to us who have been like i've seen students finish usc dental school or any dental school and when it comes to graduation they have to retire immediately because if they work like it'll ruin their bodies forever they have terrible posture and it takes a toll on your body like i noticed even after the first couple of times i went to uh, sim lab like to just kind of work on my hand skills do projects drilling uh, all the stuff that like a pretty much a dentist does like uh, my, my hands would be sore as hell my back would hurt like my neck would hurt and um, there's whole classes we've had to take just about the different disorders that like you could be afflicted by and it all starts in like your mid 30s or mid 40s but they were telling us if you practice good posture now like you'll delay it enough because like it happens eventually to everyone no matter what like nobody's perfect happened three years ago it's i don't know bro this profession breaks everybody's back and it's that's crazy insanely expensive but it's worth it yeah the, the cost of education is like absurd and i think that's what people should learn before they make their college decision they go i want the college experience so they like they know if no offense again you know like if you go to like the university of alabama or the university of like indiana and you're paying yeah. like these 40k year that's tuition for out of for state frats, for a school that's, that's not, not worth it fees, though. that's like six thousand dollars no i'm saying yeah. that's just tuition i'm saying that's just tuition so instead i'm like if you don't know college just go to community college or like go to like there's so especially when you live in california i know we're blessed you can go to like a cal state fullerton or like a long beach state or a san diego state for like 10k a year which is like absolutely fantastic so you're not going to be in debt like yeah like you're because your degree itself at a certain point isn't as useful as the experience and the people you make you know that's why like i was like like again i don't want like like that's why i chose to go to like the nearby university i know i was like really lucky to have a uh like a really good university research university like uci like next to me growing up but like i didn't have to pay housing because i just live with my parents and now getting a phd like i think i've said it before on the podcast we get paid to get a phd and if you subtract the new york city housing costs due to the fact that i also went to a public preschool public elementary public middle school public high school for my entire education experience to getting a phd i'm going to be like zero dollars in debt and i would have net 75k to get my degree and like that's like that's something like yeah the education system is bad but that's only if you have no idea what the fuck you're doing that's why like not to get political sometimes i don't feel sorry you know at least for like med students like dental students like in 10 years you're gonna have a nice salary like you don't have to worry (laughs) about it you know like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be fine you know like like we're from some like me like i can get through with a surplus you know and there's scholarships there's this stuff like that and like i have no sympathy for people you know who like they're told to go to college and they look at the most fun party colleges you know even like Andrew, if you want to, you know, talk about your experience, you know, with your choice of college. Not that it's bad, but Andrew's, you know, learned from his, you know, experience. But he's got life experience, you know, but, you know. Talking about yep. U of A. 
Yeah, well, I'll just be honest. I went to U of A for all the wrong reasons, but here's the thing. They ended up being good reasons. Right? It's like, I went to U of A, yes, for college, but what I was really looking for, unfortunately, was to get the fuck away from home. And what I mean by that is, like, I was, like, so tired of just, like, the, not only, I mean, I guess, maybe not the people. Orange County is a bubble, bro. It's the same. Living. It's, let's be, it's the same. Orange County is a bubble, and it's, it's fun to, like, get out of it and see where different people are from and what they do for fun. Yeah. Right. So, I, honestly, I went to UA knowing that I was not going to stay all four years. I didn't plan on graduating from there, but I, I knew I needed to get out of here, and I thought if I went to UA, it would teach me things that I can't learn if I stay. It's so like, the things I learned at UA outside of just GE courses, you know, but what, what, what do those do, really? If you kind of, I, at that point, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. But it was more about, like, becoming independent and learning to, like, be alone, um, as well as, like, networking, growing my social skills. Um, so yeah, I, I went to like party is what I'm saying, but I, I don't regret it because I came out like a stronger individual and a more like ready to work. Because at that point I had little to no work ethic, you know? And I walked out like, I mean, I don't know, like right now I'm extremely career driven and I don't think that, I mean, it would have happened eventually, but I think the timeline would have been longer if I didn't go to U of A. I think U of A was like a wake up call. And I realized that like, if I continue on the track I was in, I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. amount to much in the long run. Um, so yeah, I think that's what that sounds referring to. What about you, Brandon? Because you're kind of it's interesting because Brandon went to a similar school as me, except he made it work. Yeah, I I went to Arizona State, which is I think right now I think we just got ranked as the number one party school in the nation again. This Wait, year, which for school? Twenty one, which is um, ASU. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so. So, uh, you know, I, I actually, I did not go um, to ASU to party, though, initially. I went because it was the most affordable, well, second most affordable school I got into. I got, as I'm talking about um, Alabama, I actually got a full ride scholarship to Alabama, but then I thought of just about traveling back and forth. And living in Alabama. Many <laughs> hours. Yeah, living in Alabama and then flying from here to, I think I, I think the flight, I, I'd have to check i think it's from like here to mobile or either here to atlanta then to mobile and you gotta drive from or birmingham wherever and then you gotta drive from there to tuscaloosa and it's like a full day of travel plus taking a time change and everything versus it's um you know i could drive six hours five or six hours from here to phoenix and you know be there and back and the flight's only an hour uh, from from southern california to phoenix so i was like okay so it, it comes out that it ends up being about the same just when it comes to like travel costs and everything, getting to and from uh, both both states. So um, I ended up choosing ASU just because it was cheaper to go out of state than it was to stay in state with scholarships and everything. And then I was in the Honors College. I think I mentioned that in one of the earlier episodes, the Barrett at the Honors College, which I dropped out of. Um, and then, because I, I didn't see it have any value to to my education um, or anything. It just killed my GPA for the most part for no reason. But yeah, you know, I, I, I went in there with the, with the mentality of I was just gonna get my classes and pass and everything and kind of like inverted from, it, from what Anders talking about where um, it actually forced me to come out of my shell, that whole party school thing and actually be able to talk to people and a lot of learning experiences there and being able to you know, be out and about and you know, start talking to people in random places you know in the dining halls and in class and stuff so stuff that I would uh, never would have done growing up Andrew can attest to that for sure 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, Brandon, I think you kind of sell yourself short. Like, from what I've noticed, the way you, like, illustrate, like, your personality back then, I, I think you're not as, or you weren't as introverted as you see yourself as being. Like, my memories of you when we were younger was you weren't shy, but you, like, minded your own business. That yeah, makes sense. I guess that makes sense, like, too. I, I don't recall you, you know, I don't ever recall you, like, struggling to, like, express how you feel or what you thought or, like, standing up for yourself or anything, you know? I, like, I just want to make sure you're not painting a picture that's not true. Like, you were never, like, a weak individual or anything. You're just, like, more to yeah. yourself and my digital yeah, business. Yeah, that's a more accurate picture. But that's what I'm saying is I, I, I would never, like, most part, I would just be like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to, like, talk to anybody here. Just, you know, going to do my own thing and get it done and get out of here versus if ASU made me kind of slow down and be like, hey, here's some here's some people. Go and actually talk to them and, and get an idea of what's going on out here. I think it's good, though, to, like, like, finding fit is so important in college. Like, that's why, like, people yeah. ask me, because, like, I mentor a lot of, like, students and stuff like that, especially for grad school stuff and high school, and they tell me what they should do. I'm like, just go on the campus and see if you feel it. And they're like, like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't care about the staff, don't care about this, don't care about that. Just go and see, like, is this somewhere where it's home? Like, just f- emotional. Because somewhere, like, UCI, a lot of people are like, oh, UCI is quiet. I'm like, thank God, that's what I really like. You know, at that point in my life, that's what I really needed, you know? Yeah. And then... I got older, I went through different life experiences. I'm like, hey, I want to live with more action, a lot more, like, loudness. And, like, now I'm in New York City, you know, that's kind of one of those. Like, that's why, like, you have to find the right fit at the right time, you know, because I know a lot of my friends who went to, like, quote-unquote, like, good schools, but they just wasn't a fit for them, and they really didn't like their experience at all. I feel it. Bish, um, this is also something I wanted to ask you. I wanted (laughs) super random, because I think it's such an interesting story, and this kind of change of pace, but... Talk to us about your experience. For, again, I mentioned Bish is Egyptian, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you usually go to Egypt every summer. Would you like to enlighten the boys on your experience? Yeah, uh, almost yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to say too much, but so, I think you know what I'm talking about. background, I was born there, uh, 1999, 90s kid, by, by the bare minimum. <laughs> and I left <laughs> Egypt when I was around six because my sister, the whole, my younger sister when she was born had a bunch of medical problems. So we moved here to the U.S. Uh, to get better medical treatment. My dad, like, the big reason why I got a lot of respect for my dad, basically the tests that you have to get in uh, to take to dental school or whatever, uh, he flew back and forth from Egypt to, like, California to take it, like, three separate times and on his own money and everything. And, like, on the third time he got it, we moved. But I'm still a citizen. <laughs> so when I went back, like, it was like four summers ago now or something. I don't do, yeah, no, it was summer before sophomore year of college. I remember this so vividly. Like, we walked into the airport, going through customs, and, like, yeah. lady, like, looks at me. And she's like, oh, my God, like, a growing boy. I was like, all right, how old? Like, she was like, how old are you? And I was like, 18. And my mom, like, gave me, like, the, probably, like, top five dirtiest looks I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was like, oh, you're 18, huh? And then, like, I dude, I didn't care. I just got off, like, 15-hour flight. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I went to bed. Yeah. And the next day, you know, my mom pulls up to me. She's like, oh, man, like, you and I got to have a talk. <laughs> and she tells me that apparently in Egypt, I feel like I knew this, but I'd forgotten about it. After you turn 18 you're like legally required to just like sign up to the military. It's not like selective service where like you put your name in and if they draw it, like you're good to go. Like it's like you have to go. 
So I was like, well, I go to college in the U.S. That won't work. And she was like, well, they don't really care about that. You've got to prove it. And I was like, I have my ID card. She was like, that's not going to be enough. So I, so anyways, I'm minding my own business like at my grandma's house. And there's like a knock at the door. And some dude, full military gear, just like pulls up and drops off a bunch of papers. He was like, hey, like just sign this. Submit it to the office that's on your street. Um it was like my personal information, ID, background, whatever. And I, dude, I'm illiterate. Like I can't read Arabic. I, there's no point in me trying to learn it. Now I can speak it pretty well and I can understand it really well, but I can't read or write it. So I had no idea what anything on these papers said. And I just kind of gave it to my grandma who has lived there her whole life. And I was like, oh, is this important? She was like, nah, don't worry about it. Rips it up and throws it away. And I was like, all right, guess it's not that important. I'm gonna go back to minding my business. Next day, dude. We have the uh, same thing in Iran, because yeah. I was also born in Iran, I'm also an Iranian national citizen, and you have mandatory military service, you know, it's not like a, you, like, it's mandatory, so when, after you reach a certain age, you can't go back, so it's like, it's 18 as well. So that's why I went every summer back to Iran yeah. until I was 18, and I stopped fucking going. <laughs> but then after, if it, some time passes, like 5, 10 years passes, you know, I don't know how it is in Egypt, but like in Iran, if you know, no, you so give a little that's... bit of cheddar, you know, they... They, they kind of, they're like, whatever, we're okay with it, so that's what we're going to do, that's, so that's... Uh, that's exactly what happened in my case, is my... I was fortunate enough to where my grandpa was in the military um, before he passed away, and he knew a lot of, like, people that were high up, and so my grandma, you know, one day, she just walked up to me, she was like, hey, you're going to the embassy today, you have to meet with, like, these, like, X amount of people, get your stuff signed, and they were pretty much buying me an excuse that said... I have like a month or two months or three months or whatever to leave the country and if I don't within that time then I have to go like no no BS around it so I the day that I went to the embassy was probably like I remember I texted Ander and a lot of my friends about it and I think I, I forget who but somebody was like dude no it's yeah. fine like my dad and I have handled this before we'll just fly you back on like a worker's visa and then you can come work at my dad's like factory in LA and then, like, we can just send you home. I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to be an immigrant. I already am one. <laughs> like, I, it's not the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was... I, Bro, and I also... <laughs> I also vividly remember, like... Like, because at the time, we were, like, in a really tight-knit friend group. And, like, we're still friends with most... Or all of them, I guess. But we were, like, ready to go to war with Egypt, bro. We're like, bro, free beach 2019 or whatever the year was. We're like, bro, we're flying to Egypt right I now. I didn't... We're breaking you out. I have a tendency to put humor into a lot of situations that don't really deserve to have, like, a humor effect to them at all, or, like, to be, to com- to be comedic. Yeah. Maybe it's I'm to sure like, alleviate tension. I don't really know. But I remember, like, the day before I had to go to the embassy, like, I, I was up until, like, 4 in the morning, because I'm not adjusting that 16-hour time difference or however much it is. I was thinking, I was like, man, like, what if it doesn't work out? Like, what if I actually have to, like, stick around here? That's gonna be ass, dude. It's basically a fraternity, but it's all based on religion. So, like, I'd be, like, the only Christian kid getting hazed by the 39 other, like, Muslim people. And, yeah. And it's, like, Egypt, and, like, Coptic Christians are a very small part of um, Egypt's population. So that's, like, just, like, another reason why I didn't want to do it as well. It's, like, 5% to 95% or something, like, that number. But I went to the embassy, and I just remember walking in, you know, they frisked me and my mom and, like, the dude that we were with that was escorting me, because I'm illiterate, so I don't know where I'm going half the time. <laughs> and yeah. and so, you know, I took my phone, they took everything, and I sat in, like, I sat in, like, an office for, like, an hour and a half while the dude who I was supposed to talk to was sitting right in front of me, like, finishing his tea. 
And I couldn't, I'm not saying anything. Like, I, it was annoying, but I'm not going to say anything. And then the guy was like, oh, he'll be with you soon. He'll be with you soon. And then he was like, who are you? And then, you know, my grandma had given me like a wad of like money. And she was like, give this to this person, you know, shake their hand, ask this question, do this. It was a whole lot of like indirect formalities that basically led me to the end of the day, which was me getting my picture taken and the passport signed. And... Well, yeah, and then they, the yeah, and they, it, it was like a whole thing. It was like a whole thing, and it was annoying. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm never going back. And then I went back last summer, and that was fine. Uh, <laughs> but even last summer when I went back, I had to do the whole thing again. You know, I had to go to an office. I had to get my military ID taken out. I had to renew it. I had to sign a bunch of papers, do a bunch of BS. And it, this is like normal life for people there. You know what I mean? Like nobody, unless you're really poor, you got nothing else to do, or you're really passionate about it, you don't go into the military. Because there are a lot of benefits for it if you do get high up. You know what I mean? There's certain cities only military people in Egypt can live in. There's certain flights out of Egypt only military people can get on. There's certain things only they can do. It opens up a lot of doors. And I feel like that's the same way here in the U.S. to a certain extent. Because the military, like, you know, even though I'm in dental school, I keep getting emails from the Navy left and right being like, hey, like, join us and we'll pay off everything, which is a really viable solution that I've been considering recently. Because, dude, 700, 700K bill is not just... Let me swipe the card. Yeah, like, I'm not at a sort of financial level to even do that in 10 years. So then being able to just pay it off and work four years somewhere and then be able to, like, live my life with no debts, that's something to consider, truly. I wouldn't get sent overseas, so I wouldn't get sent overseas. I'd work as a dentist here in the U.S. at, like, on a ship or, like, on a base. Yeah, Yeah. and so... Oh, that'd be cool as hell. I'd be taken care of. It's just something to consider. Navy doc is definitely a uh, definitely a, a solid career choice. My orthodontist was he was doc at the dentist in the Navy, so it's something. Yeah, it made a lot of money. It's something to consider. It's something to consider. Like it's good practice. I won't have to worry about paying off the debt. I can just start saving up so I can ball out eventually later. And yeah, automatic right. clients too. You have a ton of patients. Are you kidding me? Hang the American flag up in a U.S. clinic. Little do they know, I'm not. I'm a different flavor of human being, bro. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Seasoned differently, my boy. Guys, I think uh, we're hitting our time mark. But honestly, guys, this has been so much fun. Uh, Beach is obviously like I know for me, I am really close to you, so I know much about you. But it's been like really interesting um, hearing like because uh, like I know you, but your outlook obviously is different than like we're, we're not always talking about how you see life, you know. So I think for me, it's been like a great experience. Um, I don't know, Esan, Brandon, do you want to add anything? No, like, it was uh, nice to, like, I think I've talked to my That's what I'm saying, I said that before, a bit, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, we play, we've, we've, we've talked before, we haven't had, like, a like an actual formal conversation Dude, like this, so the it's nice Xbox to have party you on board the podcast. It's just different conversations. Yes, yes. <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> and it was nice to have you, and hopefully, yeah. you know, maybe our cross paths in the, our paths yeah. cross in the yeah. future. I really like being on, thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, you guys will definitely meet one day, bro. You both are some of my like my closest friends. You guys will definitely meet. Yeah, thanks yeah. Michael, for taking time. I know it's it's uh yeah it's it's not especially busy schedules asking to take. No, it was nice. I'm glad I did this because I've been mean to for for a minute. I know I talked to Andrew about it a while ago, so I'm glad I finally got to do it again. Yeah. So, 
Awesome. Yeah, man. It's been a great time. Maybe we'll bring you back one day for like a. It's almost like when Love Island brings everyone back. <laughs> yeah. the season ends. We'll have you just like debate with other guests we've had on or something. <laughs> like a 16 person. It'll be a great like, time. 16 people. So. Yeah, bro. Like a panel and they just argue random shit. It'll be so funny, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, everyone, yeah, again. Bro, Michael, course. again. Thanks again, bro. It was great.